Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Your Dose, where we speak to individuals who have experienced either mental health issues or challenging experiences in life in a hope that we can make people feel less alone and more connected. And today we're speaking to Nuna, who struggled with body confidence issues, low self-esteem and disordered eating for 10 years of her life. Since then, Nuna has actually started her own business, helping women to find self-love and to reduce their negative relationship with food and exercise. Really hope you enjoy this episode and thank you so much for listening. Hi, Nuna. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm good. I'm struggling with a bit of PMS, but other than that, I'm I'm fine. <laughs> oh, the worst. How long does your PMS usually last for? It really, really varies. Um, and I've I went out on the weekend and I had a late night. And you know what? I think that the way that I treat my oh, body yeah. around this time has an effect on you know how I feel my PMS. So yeah, yeah I think it's biting me back. Basically, it's telling me off for mistreating it going out and having a late night yeah Yeah. I know (laughs) it sounds like you live in in London area which is always difficult to avoid a night out yeah well I actually live like most of the year in Bali and then I'm back in London for (gasps) the summer amazing yeah and but in Bali life is like a lot more relaxed um a lot less like bad influences yeah yeah. (laughs) And since I've been back, that's because, actually really. Yeah, because I've been back and I've not seen my friends in a long time. I have been socialising a lot, and it's taking a toll. And my body's telling me that I need to relax. <laughs> well, I actually go to Bali on Monday. Oh, do you? Amazing. Yeah. So um, my friend's moving to Australia, um, and she's going to Bali. So last minute, I was like, I'll come with you. So I've only been to Bali once before, um, but I was actually working there. So I'm really excited to go. Maybe after this call, you can give me some tips on places to go. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I love it there, but it's a shame I'm not going to be there to show you around. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway. Um, well, hopefully your PMS wears off and, and you start to feel a little bit, little bit better. And hopefully this call helps as well. Yeah. Speaking to someone. Yeah. Um, So as always, I think one of the best questions to start with is why we're here today is to talk a little bit more about your mental health journey. Mm -hmm. So what, what sort of mental health issues have you dealt with in the past? It's a really interesting question because um, I think I spent so much of my life not understanding mental health at all um, and not being aware of it. Mm. And I think that's when I probably struggled with it the most is that lack of awareness and just feeling stuck and being so caught up in cycles and not knowing how to get out of them. And now when I look back, um, it all kind of makes sense to me. But I think what where I first kind of struggled with it was... Um, with like food and body image so for about 10 years of my life from like the age of probably like 14 to 24 um I was just obsessed with weight loss like it was the be all and end all of my life and I think it comes down to wanting to be seen wanted to be recognized wanted wanting to be attractive and I was basing all my worth on my appearance um and now that I actually work with people on this kind of level and help people through that I've done so much training and I understand why you know I understand how we get there as individuals and one it's to do with like low self-worth which a lot of you know mental Mm. health issues stem from anyway but two it's also like the society and the way we're brought up by our parents and you know community and the way that we hear messages like subtle messages obvious messages about how we should look and this like Mm -hmm. emphasis on our appearance being like one of the most important things and and we call that diet culture I don't know if you've ever heard of that before the word yeah I mean I had an eating disorder 
Okay. And so, I, yeah, I very much experienced all of this diet culture mm-hmm. um, and less exposed to Instagram at that time because Instagram wasn't really a thing, mm. but definitely diet culture was a thing, Tumblr mm-hmm. um, and having this model-like figure which has Mm -hmm. definitely changed over time but anyway carry on with the with with where you were going with that yeah so because of this like attaching my worth to my how I looked it kind of manifested and developed into an eating disorder and I was never diagnosed but Mm. it is a spectrum and I was very far towards the eating disorder part um like end of the scale um and it just took over my whole life like I'd go up and down in weight like really like really um what's the word like it wasn't consistent at all I was going I was basically between like eight and ten kilograms like going up and down eight or ten kilograms two or three times a year because weight loss just wasn't really yeah and I was binge eating and I was hating myself for that and you know I'd weigh myself every single day and I'd go on the toilet and squeeze everything out so I could see that number go down and I wouldn't leave the house if I wasn't a certain number and like I would end up stealing my housemates food because I hadn't bought any food for me because I was supposed to not eat and you know all these habits that I developed that I was stuck in for so long I didn't even see them as a problem because for me, the most important thing was that I was working towards that perfect body. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I, so what what age were you when this happened? Sorry. Because so you mentioned I, housemate. Yeah, so this went on. So was it a universe? This went on from the age of like 14 to 24. So it was also going on when I went to uni. So it started on right, okay. I guess my mum I mean I don't I'm not blaming her at all but I learned a lot of stuff from her you know my mum would stand in front of the mirror and say how fat she was or you know she'd eat some chocolate and then feel really guilty for it and say you know what I'm not going to eat anything tomorrow and it wasn't just her I mean even the girls at school in the year above like they were they were dieting all the time and it was such a culture around us that I mean, I'm not surprised, you know, that you had an eating disorder because so many of us were definitely struggling with something um, because it was just normal. Like if you weren't on a diet, it was kind of like, that's weird. You know, everyone was on a diet. (laughs) So, Yeah. yeah, it kind of so I basically stopped. I kind of did like my whole life revolved around it to the point where I even did my nutrition master's because I was like, I need to find this secret to, you know, losing weight and keeping it off. And it was only after I I graduated and I started hearing other people's opinions on like nutrition and weight loss. I remember there was like a turning point where I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about, you know, like the effects of, um, I guess, encouraging people to lose weight and intuitive eating and that kind of topic. And I remember having this epiphany where I was like, oh my God, like I've been encouraging people to hate their body. I do starve myself. Yeah. 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 Because I also started as a nutritionist, I started helping people lose weight and I was like influencing people to do that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it was my journey. And I just had this realization where I was like, oh my God, I'm not helping society. I'm actually making the problem worse. And it just, yeah, it just started this journey of me wanting to change the way that I viewed food and viewed myself. Um, and that's where I am today. And that's why I've decided to basically do a complete 180 with my work. And I actually help people heal their relationship with food and their bodies now. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think that's, I think when you have experienced something like an eating disorder um you really want to influence people to not do that again and to not and to um to love themselves and this podcast although is all mental health issues I really love speaking to people who have been through an eating disorder or any body self-esteem issues and come through the other side and to Mm -hmm. hear that you're now influencing 
others through your experience is just amazing because it's getting better like body positivity there's a lot more of it on instagram but there's still a huge issue um and you know i've i've got a lot of friends who deal with body confidence issues and it's so hard i think to 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 turn around and change everything that we've learned so like you see it's interesting that you mentioned about you listen to a podcast and they spoke about intuitive eating and it's quite similar for me when i um i learned about weight training and i started to weight train and my body started to change more more so than it ever had done with years of running but i just assumed that if i ran loads and or did loads of cardio i'd achieve this perfect body um yeah. and it just and it just isn't the case so yeah. i guess that's kind of where yeah. you're at now and what you're doing um but if we can just backtrack a little bit before talking more about what you're doing now which i think is so cool is is learning a little bit more about when you were in this let's say eating issue disorder phase so from 14 to 24 you basically struggled quite drastically with your body and yes you might not have been a low weight the whole time you were actually yo-yoing did nobody pick up on this like your your parents or your friends mm. and ask you if there was an issue um no honestly no like really? i think i think it was just really normal especially because i'm arabic and in the arab culture people are yo-yo like yo-yoing is completely normal in in that culture because people are so obsessed with food and with weight so I think to my parents like yeah. they didn't see it as an issue because they were probably doing it as well I mean my dad went on the Atkins diet and lost loads of weight I remember at one point um my mum was always on diets like it was just so normal and my friends around me were the same like you know it was like it was as if we were all doing it to kind of fit in with each other as well. Um, but there were moments as I got older and I started actually like living my life that I would, I, my friends weren't dieting anymore and I still was. Um, and, but I had a close knit group of, of girls at uni and we would diet together and we would kind of not talk about it in front of anyone else. Um, Such toxic culture, isn't it? So toxic and when I had yeah and when I had put on weight no one would know really because I would wear baggy clothes and I would edit my photos on Instagram so much that no one would understand like, no what, what would you what editing apps would you use I was using things like Facetune I think I felt like that was the most popular one back then um I don't know what people if people even still use that anymore but like I would basically if I was at a heavier weight, I wouldn't allow anyone to know it because I felt like I had to keep up this facade of like Nuna, <sighs> really skinny girl, because I'd only really get photos when I had lost the weight. And, you know, if I had a holiday coming up, I'd spend a month or two just hibernating, making sure that I was like not eating, you know, so people probably had no idea it was even happening um, if you weren't close to me. But yeah, I think it was, it's just a combination of, you know, at first it was kind of normal for everyone to be on the diet. And then I got really good at hiding it because I didn't want anyone to actually know that I was doing that. I, th I wanted everyone to think that I was really naturally skinny. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that one. I've, I, and it's interesting, actually, because there was quite a lot of girls through looking back through school who, who I always thought were naturally skinny. But then actually, they've, as they've grown up and maybe grown out of these body issues, they're like actually really curvy and yeah. probably the same for me as well. I'm naturally curvy. And it was only it was when I started to go through puberty and I started to get hips and my thighs started to get bigger. And I and I'm small as well. And all my friends were really tall. So they were tall and skinny. And I was like, well, I want to look like them. And so that's when this eating disorder started which was a factor amongst other factors, very similar to what you're explaining now that for the reason why you had one. But um, so then I was skinny throughout a lot of school and then people must look at me now and think she's not that, she's not that really skinny girl anymore. Um, 
and and so yeah it, and then you've got to in i guess for you you were trying to maintain it for 10 years which must have like did that take its toll on your body yes do you think um, yeah and i don't think i realized it at the time but now like now that i even know the science behind it i'm like wow i fit the whole you know like stereotype of a yo-yo dieter because my my weight was always going up even though i was losing it like in between overall i was getting heavier and heavier as time went on um and that's because of like you know your metabolism your appetite goes up when you're starving yourself so you know you're actually fighting a losing yeah. battle because you end up more hungry and you're less able to burn the calories plus you develop a really bad relationship with food where you actually want um like high calorie foods more and you binge eat on them and you're more emotionally attached to them so like yeah. it makes complete sense but at the time i wasn't seeing it that way um and hindsight yeah. is hindsight is just clear vision isn't it like you can always look back and be like oh yeah that that makes total sense but yeah i was just swept up in it for so long so what do you think was like was it the podcast that was the big turning point for you because obviously it's not an overnight thing like mm -hmm. you probably still have issues i think females I'm not saying that males don't because they definitely do, but I think male, females are all, always under a lot more pressure. So we'll always struggle with body image issues. Obviously, it's learning to control the thoughts that you do have if they are negative. Mm -hmm. But other than the podcast, was there any other like pinnacle moment that you remember where you were just like, I just don't want to do this anymore? Um, there have been moments like, for example, um, what it was was that I was seeing a lot more messages about this topic and naturally I was starting you know my mindset was starting to change I was starting to understand the whole relationship with, with food subject better and you know mm. this is one of the reasons why I think Instagram is actually really great because I luckily was following the right people that were putting out the right message and, and that slowly was changing my perspective over time and then you know maybe the podcast at one point kind of is when the penny dropped but I was still being kind of like you know my my I my mm. my mindset on it was being molded by what I was seeing on Instagram um and there have been moments um since and it's interesting that you say women will always struggle with body image and I think what it is is that it's it's raising the bar um so that you know instead of your happiness being here it's like here and it's never going to be perfect but the way that i view someone with positive or you know good body image is that they might look in the mirror and think oh i don't like what i see but then that thought just floats away and they get on with their life and it doesn't affect the actions or their mood or how they feel towards themselves um and there have been times since i healed my relationship with my body where I have put on weight and I look in the mirror and it, it's a bit like triggering where I'm like, oh, okay, I've, I've put on some weight. But what I know for a fact is that I do not ever want to go back to that cycle of dieting and hating my body and chasing, you know, a weight and chasing mm -hmm. the way I look. And for me, that's enough. That desire to never go back there is enough for me to just be at peace with how my body changes um, and I've also developed this trust with like, okay, you know, there will be times when I do put on weight and maybe that's a change of environment or maybe I'm going through something at that time, but I always trust that my body will recalibrate. And, you know, if my body is asking for more food, there's normally a really good reason why it wants more food. Um, you know, whether that's yeah. I'm not sleeping enough or, you know, there's, there's always a message behind yeah. your body changing and it's not necessarily a bad thing either because I mean I remember last year but just before I moved to Bali I was I'd lost a bit of weight um and then I moved yeah. to Bali and then I was eating like all these you know smoothie bowls and um like really nice scrumptious like nutritious food and I put on weight and at first I was a bit triggered and then I thought you know what the reason why I was so thin before is because I was stressed I wasn't feeding my body I was you know I wasn't With the right things as well exactly and I didn't have time to yeah. eat 
I was just working so much. And so in my head, I thought to myself, actually, this weight gain is is a positive message that I'm looking after myself, that my body's thriving, that, you know, I'm actually feeding myself properly. Um, and yeah, so you can always kind of find the positive in it or find some peace mm -hmm. in weight gain. Um, but it is, it, it's an interesting topic because we are taught to fear it. We're taught to hate it. And it's not always a, it's not always a bad thing. No. And I think that's really important because even if you do gain a bit of weight and it's really getting you down, you can lose it, but you mm -hmm. just have to make sure you're doing it in a healthy way, which is obviously exactly what your whole business is associated around is giving people the confidence and skills to lose weight sustainably, I'm assuming, or to not just lose weight sustainably, but to build a life around nutrition and exercise that is actually sustainable. Because I think the thing is people go on these big crash diets, lose weight for a holiday, and then go straight back to where they were and still with the same body confidence issues that they had before. Mm -hmm. Whereas actually it's about learning how to love yourself, which doesn't happen overnight. I'm, I wouldn't say I love myself every single day. Like it's definitely a journey, but it's about every single day doing little things to improve your self-esteem and improve the relationship with yourself um, so that long-term you can have that good relationship rather than it just being a short-term mm -hmm. fix having some PT, getting a diet, and then going back to square one. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. I'm assuming that's really I'm gonna, well. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just going to like yeah. refine what you've said there because I actually don't deal with weight loss at all. Like, so with the work that I do is we put weight loss on the back burner. Like, if you want to come back to it after I work with you, then that's totally fine. But our aim mm -hmm. is never weight loss because the pursuit of weight loss gets in the way of healing your relationship with yourself and with food. So if you heal your relationship with food, heal your relationship with yourself, and then you have a desire to lose weight after that, then you will know how to do that in a healthy way because you've, you know, you've recalibrated your relationship with food and that's all healthy. But during my work with mm -hmm. someone, we prioritize healing the relationship with food. And then what we do is we shift the focus off weight loss and more on how you can value yourself and your life in a way that isn't appearance related. So, you know, if that's health, if that's, well, health, like physical health, mental health, focusing on your purpose in life, focusing on what matters to you, focusing about, you know, how you want to care for your body rather than focusing on a number or like, okay, I want to have a flatter stomach or I want to have um, thinner legs. It's more like shifting that focus. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you do um, choose to do a certain exercise or move your body in a certain way or eat certain things, it's not because you want to lose weight or because you want to look a certain way. It's actually because you enjoy that. It feels good to your body. You feel like you're taking care of yourself. It aligns with your values, you know, so yeah i just wanted to make that clear because um yeah it's it's not weight loss that i actually which i think yeah it, yeah which i think is that's so important because ultimately the weight loss um will come if all of those other things are in line so if you're happy with yourself you know your, why you're actually what is your why behind doing this um and that was a big thing for me when i went to my pt it was like why you actually, why do you want to get stronger? Um, why do you want to, you know, be toned? And it was never about being stronger and being toned. It was about being more confident, having more energy and like, and how that makes me feel more motivated and productive and want to achieve my goals. And like, that's way deeper than just, I want to be toned. So I can understand you're really trying to dig deep and understand what it is. And then that why will obviously motivate people um, to achieve whatever goal it is um, in the long term. Yeah. And it's so interesting so with intuitive eating, what you're basically doing is giving up 
the power to your body to decide what weight is healthiest for you so like when you when you so there's a set point um set point range that we're all kind of born with which is like the range on your like on the scales or in your weight where your body is at its optimum it's thriving it's getting everything it needs it can work at its best and your body this is kind of like genetically determined right so when you go on a diet and you kind of alter that your body gets so in shock that it's starving and that it might not have food that the set point range moves up because your body's like you know if we're not going to get food again we need to make sure that by any means we're going to survive so it it raises your set point range just as a protective mechanism um, and that's why you see people who diet actually long term actually tend to put on weight and get heavier yeah so with intuitive mm. eating what it does is you kind of surrender the power to your body and you listen to its needs you feed it when it wants food you feed it what food it asks you for um and obviously you have to refine this connection with your body because with this diet culture we actually don't necessarily listen to our bodies anymore we go by what we should eat and that's kind of like using our minds to decide what to eat um so when you when you do intuitive eating you reconnect with your body you give your body the voice that it that it has and you know that you need to follow for it to decide exactly what weight is best for you to thrive at and for some people that means they lose weight for some people it means they gain weight it really just depends you know like if i work with someone who's underweight and they've got disordered eating they're probably likely to put on weight because their body needs more fuel but if there's someone who i work with who's a a binge eater and they've been gaining a lot of weight recently because they you know they've got this emotional tie with food they binge eat a lot what's likely to happen is that they'll lose weight because they were kind of like out of balance with food and they probably have been overeating past the point of fullness and not listening to their body in that way so yeah it's a really interesting one because you know a lot of people that i work with will start with this um desire to lose weight and then when they do the intuitive eating and they work on their relationship to themselves and their body by the end of it and when they've healed their relationship with food they're just in such a good place with themselves they're like you know what I'm happy for my body to just be the size that it needs to be to function and to be its optimum that I don't need the weight loss anymore and you really realize that your body is constantly looking out for you like it doesn't it's not trying to harm you it's not trying to make you ugly it's not trying to you know separate you from societal norms or whatever it is it's actually just trying to keep you alive and so when you build that relationship where you love your body for that and for everything that it does for you you start to think okay well, yeah I don't want to whittle your worth down to just your appearance because like you are so much more than that you know so yeah it's such an interesting journey (laughs) yeah I I love that and I've I've kind of heard about that before, but never in that much detail. Um, and, I, and I wanted to understand, I know this probably will be quite a long-winded question, but you mentioned that there's this set point which we all have, and at that set point, our body's thriving. Um, and then there's obviously the times where we're not at the set point. So what would those two points look like in terms of maybe an example of like physically how we might feel and mentally how we might feel at that time when we're really thriving and we're at the set point and then when we're not at that set point what sort of signs should we be looking out for um well it will differ because it will it will depend on whether you're above the set point or below but like for example if you're below you'll find that um and i'm sure if you had an eating disorder you probably went below your set point like your energy levels yeah you know your hormones and and out of balance you you i mean it depends how far you go but like some people they get hair loss or they get actually hairier um and mentally you're very anxious because if you don't have the basic needs of a human and that's food your mind is not in a good place because you're constantly you know your body is 
in survival mode. It's scared. It's, you know, it's paranoid. So, you know, you're just not yourself and you'll find that, especially when you go underweight. And then when you're kind of like, if, if you go over your set point, it's kind of the same. Um, but you see obviously like a lot of weight gain, you might feel really uncomfortable in your body. You probably will feel really sluggish as well. Um, because you're eating way past the point of fullness and you might also be eating foods that are like, I would say like high sugary, high fat, and then you're not eating foods Mm. that are sustaining your energy levels. You might not be eating three meals a day. You might be binging um you know through the whole evening and not then not eating breakfast so it really depends on the person um what what you need to look out for is like do I feel good and and a lot of people aren't looking out for that you know they're just in the swing of things they're in this routine or this habit that they've always been in they're not taking time to think okay am I actually is my mind a healthy place to live in am I anxious am I constantly feeling guilty am I constantly looking in the mirror and being mean to myself am I comparing myself to others um and also like is my body functioning well you know am I getting enough sleep am I feeling like I've got enough energy so yeah it's the level of awareness that you have to have is really important to actually realize that a change is necessary so I hope that answered your question. <laughs> I feel like I went yeah. on a tangent. No, it did answer the question. No, it was a it was a really good answer. Um, and I think you know it's difficult when you're in that a def- especially well, I guess more so on the eating disorder side of things or below the set point because you're so deep in it as you probably know that all you really care about, although actually what you don't, it's interesting because for me it was never actually it was so much more about than a being skinny if that makes sense it was so much more than like a deep rooted reason why this was happening mm-hmm. um around feelings of like low self-worth and not feeling good enough um than actually about the aesthetic side of it but obviously that's what you focus on and you become so obsessed with that aesthetic side of it um and weighing yourself and being a certain way and controlling your food and all those sorts of things that you actually don't really care about whether you've got like low energy, if your hair's falling out, yeah. um, and all of those signs, because you're so focused on just losing weight, so it is hard. Um, and I was I was going to ask about in terms of what you're doing now. But is, do people typically come to you? Because I think that that is ultimately the net, the, the first mm-hmm. step, isn't it? Is to to accept that you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you approached or what's the process of, of your coaching slash business? Like, how does it work? Yeah. Well, you know, this is something that I've always come back to from a business kind of like point of view is like, do I want to convince people that they need to change or do I want to catch people where they're like, I'm ready to change? And obviously, like, it makes sense for for me and for the people as well, the, the potential clients, for me to catch them when they're ready. Because at the end of the day, everyone's on yeah. their own journey, right? And it would take a lot of energy for me to try and convince somebody to make a change in their life if they're not ready. Um, and, you know, like, yeah. you hope that it's difficult, but you hope that, like, you know they're not going to be in they're not going to be in that cycle forever and you know there'll be people that um flag it up to them or they might start seeing things on instagram like i did um or you know listening to podcasts like something like this might be really eye-opening for someone um i think you know even i said it myself like for me it was a podcast um and it took 10 years you know podcasts didn't actually exist until I was probably about 23 or 24. So I think this is a great, great platform. Um, But yeah, normally the people that I work with are people who are ready. You know, they've seen that there's another side. They've got to a point where they're like, I don't want this to be my life forever. You know, and and I got to that point as well, because I remember, you know, like at some in summer, there'd be like barbecues, Christmas, and I'd be thinking, oh my God, am I going to be 40 and still 
be having this anxiety so to go to these places and yeah, like yeah. is this really going to go on for and like am I actually going to have to deal with this for my whole life and and that's when I think you know you start to get thoughts of like is this me forever and it doesn't have to be that way um and then that and there is a happier way it can be hard to see it but there is um so yeah I would say the people that I work with are the people who have kind of had a few thoughts where they're like I think I want something different you know I, I I look at my friends and I wish that you know I had some kind of peace like they do around food mm. with their bodies and stuff um but I really do believe I'm quite spiritual and I believe that everything happens at the right time when it's supposed to and for me it was 10 years and that is quite a long time but I'm just so glad that I was able to live a big proportion of my 20s without my disordered eating luckily um but everything happens in your own time like you can't be forced to to change it has to come from within and you know you just have to yeah 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 absolutely I completely agree and I think that was the same for me it was like getting to that point of being just tired tired of the thoughts um tired of not doing anything going anywhere with my friends mm-hmm. um and I just wanted to be normal again and and it is literally yeah. that that turning point um yeah. I have a question about to... your just quickly no, I'm sorry that um who you hang out with is so important when it comes to like habits and your mental health and the way that you talk to yourself and I think if you find yourself surrounded by people who are constantly dieting, counting calories, being really horrible to themselves about their bodies, or even talking about other people's bodies, I think it's like, you have to realize that that's not going to be helpful for you. It's going to keep you stuck in the, in these patterns. And like, you know, sometimes it's really hard to say goodbye to people who you are close to, but if you feel like they're holding you back, um, and they're not inspiring you and they're not motivating you to be your best version, then sometimes you just got to hold them at arm's length and, you know, finding people who are where you want to be and spending time around them is a massive, massive help. Um, so if anyone's listening and you're like, what step should I take first? Just start hanging out with people who are intuitive eaters, who are really positive about themselves, you know, just that little change will make such a difference. I completely agree with that. Like I could not agree with that more. I feel like no matter how, um, like I would say I'm at a really good place now with my body, but yeah, I'd still definitely, if I was in a room full of not just girls, but often if it is females that have these sort of behaviors and patterns if I was in a room full of of females and they were all speaking about oh my god I feel so fat or I've ate this today or I've not done enough exercise this week or whatever like that would instantly affect me um obviously I wouldn't react in the same ways that I had before but yeah you're so right if you're already low and struggling with body image issues and you're surrounded by people it's just learned behavior and then it becomes this like toxic um friendship where you're not even really friends anymore you're just kind of thriving off who's done the most exercise who's got abs who's got the biggest bum or who's got the skinniest legs do you know what I mean it just becomes this whole competition and it's so sad because I've definitely been in that before yeah and I even caught my mum doing it recently because she's older now and she was like playing with her like flabby arms and she was like look at that and I was like mum when I have kids you are not allowed to do that in front of them like do not talk about yourself in any negative way like that because I learned it I learned a lot of it from you so yeah it's it's really interesting and now it makes me really conscious of like how I speak in front of anyone you know like I don't want to be putting negativity out there so yeah 100% agree (laughs) so yeah I mean Two two quick questions. I know that we're running tight for time, but um, how, number one, how has your mum reacted to this whole thing of you being like low in low body confidence and then saying this is your fault and not your fault, but like you've definitely um, sort of, um, 
I can't think of the word. You're you're a reason why this has happened. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons. And um, secondly, like, did you lose any friends? Because obviously you've spoken about not comparing, not being around people who are constantly talking negatively about themselves. And you said that you had friends who were kind of like that. So have you had to lose people in the process of your journey and where you are now? So firstly, with my mum, she I don't I don't blame her because I'm like, that's all she knew, you know, like she wasn't aware either. Mm. And she was doing the best that, you know, she probably thought that she was helping me out in some way, you know, she was never out to like, have a negative impact. So I fully forgive her. And I completely understand as well, like why she was acting that way, or why, you know, she learned those things. Um, I think she has definitely improved with her, like, I guess her dieting and her body image since I started going into this work. But sometimes she feels as though I'm judging her if she wants to lose weight or if she's not happy with her body. And I'm not judging anyone who wants to because I totally understand the pressures that we feel in society. But I just urge people to be really conscious of like, is it actually making you happy? Like, you know, is going on a diet actually does it work for your life does it mean that you can still go out and you know socialize does it mean that you can go on holiday and not worry like does it actually work for you and if it does then that's cool you know like it's it's up to you um I can't remember what (laughs) what I was gonna say after that um so with the friends thing um I would say that a lot of my friends developed with me in terms of like letting go of of that stuff so yeah that's good like I I don't think I've lost any friends over it but what I am really aware of now is when I meet people like if they are the type of person to sit and count all the calories at lunch like I'm probably not going to hang out with them that much or you know I'm probably not going to be their best friend because we just we have different values but I actually went on a date with a guy once actually this has just sprung up into my head I went on a, a date with a guy and he was great and I really fancied him and then he started um criticizing women's bodies around us and I was just wow. like I was like damn like you were so good up until this moment like I can't I just can't I can't continue with this because yeah he was just like he was criticizing you know like women being out of shape and stuff like that and I was like this just goes against everything that I believe in and like you know for someone to actually say that out loud as well I was like no it's a shame because you were so good up until that moment (laughs) yeah you know what I've actually had the similar thing with a guy um and yeah we we were went on a few dates really got on with him he was a great person but he was he would often make comments about what I was eating right and um like oh like you eat quite a lot or oh my god you're getting x off the menu which is like not a typical Mm -hmm. food that maybe a female would eat um I once had a pint instead of a glass of wine and he made a comment about that Mm. and for me I was just like that was it because that is so triggering for me like being around anyone who is going to comment on my food choices is just a no whether it's friends um partners whatever it is no matter how great you are that's I just I cannot do it um yeah I can yeah you know what's interesting is actually um I met a girl recently and she came on a weekend away with us in Bali and she started talking about her weight and weight loss and I just said to her we don't talk about that stuff sorry like I love that like you I'm you do your own thing 100% but in our group we just don't discuss that because it's like it's triggering it's not just I mean it's kind of triggering but it's also like a topic that we just don't want to entertain so she just stopped talking about it and then it was fine but you know like I think it's really important to say you know like if someone starts talking about weight loss or like they're fat or whatever you know the language that they use just be like that's cool but actually I prefer not to talk about that stuff (laughs) I love that 
Yeah. I think that's that is so important. Yeah. Um and obviously not everyone will take that in the best way, but actually your their best interests are you so can't think of the way the way this goes around. Um you're thinking of their best interests ultimately, but they might might take that as a personal attack, but like yeah. actually you're I mean, trying I, to benefit yeah. them because the more you speak about it and entertain it, the worse they'll they'll get with it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of said it in a funny way and we kind of laughed together, like, because I think she forgot what I do as a job, like, what you know, what my area, what my niche is. I think she forgot that. And I was like, you know, I said her name and I was like, we don't talk about that here. Like, you know what I mean? So it was like, I think, yeah, yeah. So um, it was lighthearted. But, you know, I like she knows as well if she ever wanted to talk to me about that stuff and hear my perspective I would have I would have a conversation with her like 100% but in that moment we were a group of friends and I was just like you know what let's not go into that because you know if if you if you start hating on your body it's kind of inviting other people to do the same it's like that mean girls you know that mean girls clip where she they start like criticizing themselves and then um what's her name yeah feels like she yeah as well so it's just that culture yeah. of like okay if you say you hate your thighs and someone's going to say they hate their stomach you know so it's kind of like not yeah. not even starting that domino effect <laughs> yeah completely completely agree with that i love that um i was just thinking about that means girls clip then very funny um yeah. so before you go um, if anybody's listening to this right now and is, um, with, honestly, I wish that I had someone like you when, like, five years ago when I was struggling with my body image issues, to be honest, because I think uh, what you're doing is so, so important. And the fact that it's not about losing weight, it's actually about how can you love yourself and mm-hmm. how can we understand why you don't love yourself? Mm-hmm. So if anyone's listening to this right now, which I'm sure there will be, be and because I have a lot of female listeners and obviously um, eating disorders is one of the most common um, mental health issues in females. If they were to come with you, what would that look like? I'm, I'm going to leave a link, a, an image here to your Instagram page, as I say this now um, on the video so that people can go over to your page and message you. I assume that there's maybe a link on there as well to a website or something, but what does the program look like? Yeah, so I basically started off working just one-to-one with people and I found myself repeating a lot of the same things, um, you know, based on what I've learned in my training, but also like from my experience and from working with people. So I decided to make a course, an online course. Um, It's 12 modules. And it basically takes you through like the whole process of healing your relationship with food, your body and yourself. So it's very holistic. Um, It focuses on like the nitty gritty stuff like um, connecting with your body and understanding your hunger and fullness and changing your food mindset. But it also looks at emotions and your emotional tie to food and how you can manage your emotions really well. Um, It also goes into the whole body image stuff working on like your purpose what matters to you in life like how you want to treat your body um and then the last module was actually really amazing it's about um basically stepping into your potential because and i say this because everyone that i work with ends up like making a career change or starting a business or like they were basically suppressing something inside them before because they were so clouded by the food stuff and the body image stuff that when they let go of that it's like they actually step up into their potential they find their purpose they find what they're really passionate about and they go for it and that's what happened with me um so yeah I decided to create my kind of own framework in that whole process um and yeah the last Mm. one is probably my favorite because I'm like now that you've healed a relationship with food what can you actually like do in the world yeah so um it's so probably... sorry sorry so would people is there like is there would people speak with you throughout yeah. this program or is it just okay so it's basically 12, and is it... yeah it's 12 online modules we also have like um 
two calls a month where we come on and we talk together as a group and either I bring a topic or we just like chat about you know what's been going on we've got a group chat so like all the girls um all the women kind of um interject and uh, talk about what's going on with them and I ask everyone you know like how their wins are going for the week um and then also some girls actually have upgraded and get like a few sessions with me throughout the course as well like one-to-one -one. um so yeah I mean there's a mix of different things that you can do um if you feel like a 12-week course is too long for you I actually have some really great like three-part mini courses that are like an hour each um which is a great kind of entry point into the world to see if it's what you want to you know what you want to go for what you want to pursue um so yeah it's it's all in the link that i'll send you and you can put it on um on the platform okay amazing well that sounds so so good and i genuinely hope that if anybody's listening to this and is struggling with body image issues reaches out to you because um honestly i, I wish there was something like this when i struggled because i think it's such a good idea but um, thank you so much for for being on here today, for explaining more about and being brave enough to share your experience with body image issues and also sharing this amazing journey that you now have, um, helping people to improve their body image issues. Um, and yeah, I, I, my other question as well is, is this so this is all online from Bali? So you're sometimes you're you're on a beach in Bali or in a beach bar in Bali and, and you're coaching clients? Yeah, I mean, when I'm doing one-to-ones, I'm in a private room. So, you know, it's like a safe space. But yeah, I can pretty much do all of it from anywhere. Um, yeah, yeah which cool. is great. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, thank you so much. Definitely a shame we're not in Bali at the same time, but yeah. enjoy the rest of your summer and hopefully we can be in touch at some point in the future yeah for sure thank you so much for having me i honestly could talk about this subject for days on end so yeah i mean we barely even touched the sides so <laughs> i'm happy to come back yeah. and talk about it more. maybe <laughs> maybe and maybe a round two <laughs> yeah, exactly. thank you nina no worries bye bye bye, -bye. bye, -bye.